I've seen these applicants, some of them come full circle from, you know, the first time they reached out to me or the first time I met them um, while they're in the academy to graduation to now, you know, becoming officers in the field. And, and to me, that's, that's very rewarding. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your fearless host, Angie Scott. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. I'm excited for our guest today, Officer Susanna McAllister with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission. Susanna, welcome to the show this morning. Thank you. Happy to be here. So uh, we were talking a little bit offline. I was giving a little background on myself that, uh, just so you know, I worked in the music industry here. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and I worked in the, the music industry for over 16 years. And I'm such an outdoors person. And while I loved being in the music industry, I, I was really wanting to shift to a different career where I wasn't sitting behind a desk all day in a windowless office. And so I was like racking my brain trying to think of what what I could start working towards that would be more outdoors related. And I've always had a love for Florida ever since the first time I visited um, because of just the, the vast variety of, of wildlife and fishing opportunities. And I was like, man, what could I do to make a shift, be able to move down to Florida? And so I really started looking into uh, Florida fish and, and wildlife as a career. And you're actually a recruiter, which is perfect. So um, I'm excited to, to share what you do and uh, kind of get to know you a little bit. So um, if you wouldn't mind, just give a little background on yourself and how you got into the to the field. Yeah, so ironically enough, it's kind of similar to, to your story. I started working for the FWC in August of 1999. Uh, the, we had just had a merger between the old Florida Marine Patrol and the Florida Fish and Game Commission merged and became the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. That happened in July of 99. I started in August of 99. Um, but kind of like you, I was behind a desk. Um, I was working in our division of law enforcement, uh, enjoying what I did, but always wanted to do something more. I always wanted to become an officer. So about 14 years later, I decided that, uh, you know, either stop talking about it or do something about it. So I put in my application to become law enforcement officer, went through the hiring process, and then started our academy in May of 2013, finished the training graduated November of 2013 and have been in the field ever since. And my only regret is I didn't do it sooner. Mm. So it's been a, it's been an excellent career, uh, definitely an excellent change in careers and um, never looked back. So it's, it's, I remember when I was looking into it, it's, it sounds like it's a pretty competitive process. And uh, what are some of the things that somebody needs to, to do or prepare for, if they were to decide to uh, go after that? So, yeah, it is very competitive. Um, it um, takes a while to get hired on with us. The process can take about a year, sometimes a year and a half from the time you submit an application. So the first step of the process is when we have an open application period to submit that application. Uh, once it closes, 
uh, then we'll notify the applicant of the supplemental application. That's usually open for about three to four weeks. Uh, if they get that turned in by the deadline and all that, you know, all that's required for that, we'll invite them to the physical abilities test, which is currently the 150-yard swim. It's a continuous swim for 150 yards. It's not timed. Uh, they can do any strokes. They just cannot stop. They cannot hang on to, like, the lane dividers or the edges. Um, once they finish that 150 yards, they they get out of the pool, and then they begin an obstacle course that they have to complete within eight minutes and 36 seconds. There's a, there's a video on YouTube that the applicant can watch to see what that obstacle course entails. If they pass that, then they'll be invited to an interview, and then basically depending on how well they do on the interview is, you know, whether they continue through the hiring process. But where, as the recruiter, where I come into play, um, you know, I can meet with the applicant. I can help prepare them for the interview. I can get them on a ride-along. All those things will be helpful when they do come to the interview, you know, with their knowledge and and passion and, and so forth about becoming an FWC officer. That would be, you know, extremely helpful for them. One thing that I did that I would kind of suggest to other people too interested in this is just to kind of get my feet wet. It's a, a different type of thing, but it's kind of similar along the same lines is I went ahead and volunteered for the Coast Guard Auxiliary here in Nashville and uh, got some some training and got to do some drills like on the water with boat crew and stuff like that. And that kind of, I feel like, introduced me to some of the types of things that I might be doing if I were to become an FWC officer. And I always thought that that would be a good suggestion for people interested in pursuing that line of work. And I imagine as a recruiter or somebody hiring that having that type of background already on your, your resume might help. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that would be that would be very good. Um, you know, when they talk about transferable skills or, you know, what what have you done to prepare for this position? I mean, those are those are excellent ideas. That's something I hadn't thought of and uh, may pass that on to yeah. some future applicants. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any kind of uh, education requirements? Currently, there are not. Um, the minimum requirements are you, they need to be 18 years old in order to submit an application. They have to be 19 by the time we hire them or before starting an academy. Um, high school diploma or a GED are the current educational requirements. Um, if they do have an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree, that's additional points towards the interview, um, which is helpful if they get hired with us. Uh, having those, you know, one or the other degree can help them financially, providing them some extra salary uh, every month as well. So um, not a requirement, but, but definitely helpful. If somebody did want to go to school before pursuing this, is there a particular field of study that would be more beneficial? No, you know, when, when applicants ask me that question, I, you know, I tell them no, but do something that, you know, they're interested in and, and anything that would kind of correlate or, or transfer over to this, you know, mm -hmm. obviously criminal justice, things like that. Um, but a lot of people are getting into, you know, like the biology degrees, marine science, um, environmental, things like that, that'll, you know, obviously transfer over when they become officers. Mm -hmm. Have you had any 19-year-old officers? I, I believe we've had some 
start as early as night or as young as 19. Um, I know we've had some 20 year olds. As a matter of fact, I had a 20, there was a 20 year old in my class, uh, that actually turned 21 while we were in the academy. Mm. I think we have had, a, a, you know, a handful of 19 year olds. That's pretty amazing. For more than a hundred years, pheasant hunting has been a storied South Dakota tradition. And for the next century, South Dakota is focused on making pheasant hunting even greater. Welcoming more hunters to the field, showing the hunting community is for everyone. That's a legacy to stand the test of time. Go to HuntTheGreatestSD.com to hear stories from women who hunt and learn what makes South Dakota the world's pheasant capital. That's HuntTheGreatestSD.com. South Dakota, sportswomen, welcome. Um, so talk about the Academy. That's actually where you're at right now. And for listeners, we were going to do this as a video episode, but I was having some connections, connection issues today. So we, we changed it up to a phone interview. But um, talk about somebody makes it through the application process. They get accepted to the Academy. What's that process like from there? So if we offer them a position, we'll let them know what county in Florida they've been selected for. If they accept that offer, then they would start our academy. Um, upon graduating our academy, they would start in that county that we offered them. Um, but starting the academy, our academy is about uh, seven, seven and a half months long. They are required to live at our academy, typically go home on weekends if we don't have any training scheduled. Um, but they're here Sunday night through Friday when they get out of class. We will pay for the training. Everything's included, room, board, books, tuition. We'll also pay them a salary the day that they start the training because they, you know, officially are State of Florida employees. Um, so, yeah, we're paying for it and paying them while they're here. So, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, and is it a, is it a pretty difficult I mean, I imagine there's there's so much you got to learn as a FWC officer because you're working with wildlife. You're also law enforcement. There's got to be so many things somebody has to learn. Yeah, so the first 20 weeks, I believe, is what all law enforcement officers in the state of Florida go through. It's the basic recruit curriculum. So those first 20 weeks are just becoming a law enforcement officer, you know, in the training that's required. Um for FWC, once we finish that curriculum, our class will then take the state exam, um, provided everybody passes that, which there's an extremely high passing rate. Then we roll into the last 10 weeks of the academy, which is considered our breakout. Those last 10 weeks of the FWC-specific training that they're there, you know, as officers, we're going to be doing in the field. Gotcha. Are there uh, quite a few females that, that go out for, for that line of work? Um, you know, comparatively speaking, no, but the last several classes on average, we have probably five females. I think there okay. were five females in my class. And how many total are in a class? Uh, usually about 45. Okay. Typically 45. Gotcha. And how many, what's the dropout rate like? Uh, we usually lose in that you know, starting the academy and maybe throughout the academy, on average, between three and five people. Um, that's, you know, some people just realized it maybe wasn't what they expected and decided this is not something they want to do. Uh, we lose people to uh, academically um, if they fail an exam. Um, we lose them in some of the high liability courses like firearms or defensive tactics. Um, but on average, you know, five people per class. Mm. 
Gotcha. Yeah, it's not too bad with that, no. that size. Well, um, what, what do you find that's uh, most rewarding for you in your position? In my position, I've been a recruiter almost four years. And so I've, I've seen these applicants, some of them come full circle from, you know, the first time they reached out to me or the first time I met them um, while they're in the academy to graduation to now, you know, becoming officers in the field. And, and to me, that, that's very rewarding, um, you know, to see them, what, you know, two, three years ago to today. And what, what's uh, been kind of most challenging for you? As a recruiter, um, you know, I focus on diversity recruiting, and, and that can be a challenge. This this particular type of law enforcement is is not traditional. Mm-hmm. While we are state law enforcement officers, um, we focus on conservation law enforcement. And, you know, it's it's not for everybody. And not, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to find that, that particular person that enjoys being outside in the elements. You know, with the, you know, we've, we've got, you know, snakes and ticks and, and spiders and things like that that some people just aren't, you know, keen on. So um, that can be challenging to kind of sell this as a, what a great career and how much fun it is and rewarding and, and, and all those good things. But that, that sometimes is a challenge mm-hmm. for, for people that you know may not enjoy the outdoors, that may have an interest in law enforcement, but then not necessarily this type of law enforcement. Right. Yeah. And, and in Florida too, it's got to be a little extra challenging um, in that, you know, it's hot a lot of the year, depending on where you're at in Florida, it can be um, very, very humid. And, um, and yeah, and then you're dealing with all the critters and you've got, you know, gators, of course, down there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, like I said, you're at the training academy right now, and then you're heading off to do a recruiting event, right? That is correct. Yes. I'm going to head over to the FUNIAC, which is in Walton County in a little bit. And, um, you know, basically just put the word out there that, that we're hiring and, and looking for, for good people that want to do this. And do you get to travel all over the state or are you kind of focused in one area? Yes. My area of responsibility is the Northwest region, which is from Jefferson County. Uh, that's just a little bit east of Tallahassee uh, over to Escambia County which is uh, over in the Pensacola area. Gotcha. Well, great. Well, if, if somebody's interested in finding out more about this, uh, how, how do they go about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can, they can go to our website and they can go to my fwc.com. Um, there's a talk to a recruiter page. We have six recruiters statewide. I'm again up in the Northwest region um, in the panhandle. Uh, they more than welcome to reach out to me. I can give you my email address and my phone number, and I can put them in touch with the, you know, respective recruiter for their area. Um, but that would be the first step is to, you know, contact a recruiter, and then we'll help facilitate the process thereafter. Great. Well, I'll, I'll put a link to the website in the show notes for this episode, so people can just click on that and go straight there. And I just really appreciate your time this morning. I think we're going to have a a follow-up interview with somebody to talk kind of about conservation issues and stuff going on in Florida, which is super important as well. So I look forward to that. And uh, just thank you again for your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me.